Hey everyone, welcome to the SWP. Thank you very much for being here. It's brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. Happy holidays from Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. Now, that's peace of mind during the winter season. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see, and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is the Sports and Whatever podcast known as the SWP. We're here each and every weekday. My name is Steve Warren, along with Jim Jerome. James, lots to get to today. Sends in Tampa. The province has spoken. Only 50% of tickets can be sold for Sens, Leafs, Raptors. I count something like 70 NHL players in COVID protocol. And a whole lot more coming up today here on the show. James, how are you today? Oh, well, I'm better than that, Stevie. Um, although I need some help, Steve. Oh, okay, Edmonton is uh, cold, cold as shit. Right now, minus nineteen or twenty. Uh, Plus sixteen here. I, I, you know what? I, I, I didn't believe that when you told told me that. <laughs> I went. Um, I was whipping into the Canadian Tire, and I said, "You know what? I'm going to go back to the car and take my coat off right now because, quite frankly, it's just too warm right now." Oh yeah, okay. On good. December sixteenth, Stevie, I, I have sets of oven mitts. Not only is it cold in Edmonton, but it is painfully dry. Okay, all, all the time. It's dry here. And in the winter, mm-hmm. it seems to go 50 times drier. The dryer's on full p- permanent press, Steve. High, high, dry, dry, dry. Okay? Right. Uh, so much so, Steve, that you, you don't want to touch the light switches. You know, you get you get the shocks. Okay? When you, when you go to, you know, you've done that, right? Remember as a kid, you used to rub your feet on the floor. At, you know, I don't know. You could touch a light switch. Steve, what, my house, okay? I have oven mitts, Steve, that I've placed strategically around all the light switches I need to touch every day, okay? Mm-hmm. Because of not not just little clicks, Steve, you, have, you know, not, not that, Steve. Bolts of lightning that come out of the light switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. it's un- I need to know how to get rid of that. I, I, like, I'm leaving my lights on, Steve. I'm leaving my lights on until the first rainfall. Okay, it's killing me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. You you end up swatting it like a cat, you know, like a cat (laughs) trying swat swat. That's that's how I turn my lights off. What the hell? And the feet, Stevie, the dry feet, and awful to get up to and look at those things in the morning. Yeah, you know. So, well, I'll say this. uh, I mean, one of the things we've done with lighting and stuff, it's been very cool, which I highly recommend, is some of that. That home, that whole home thing where you can just basically turn every light off or set timers for everything. So I don't go near any outlets anymore because I just do it all from my smartphone now. Like especially when I, especially when I got, you know, we got two big Christmas trees and one little one all fully lit up right now. And uh, well, you can here. I'll show you one right now. You can probably see it right there. Right? There's one, one upstairs in the, in the attic. Yep, got one upstairs now. 
but they're all on time. They're all on timers now. Well, this is part of my daughter's big party. The I guess a lot of it's going to be up here in in my man cave area, and uh, so they, the ladies wanted to dress it up a little bit with some Christmasiness. I'm gonna get that. That's a there's a there's a you got to get special light bulbs then I guess do you? Some of the light bulbs are yeah a couple of the light bulbs are special light bulbs but in most of the cases it's just uh, anything you need to plug in it's just a a smart plug that uh, works with your cell phone it's very cool. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help me. The, these are lights that are not plugged in, Steve. Right. You know they're 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 wired into you know they're fixtures, Steve, around my house. We'll uh, we'll have an off-air discussion about technology. <laughs> yeah, how, how's that going to go for me trying to set up Bluetooth light bulbs? Yeah, Blue, I, I did. I did spend the day wondering though why it can't always be like this. You know, imagine being in a country or in a city or whatever that uh, that's like this on December sixteenth on a regular basis. Speaking from an Ottawa perspective, very few of our well, audience members are from Edmonton, so they're all in my headspace and not yours. And that is sixteen degrees right now, so. Why can't we be in a city that has 16 degrees all year round? Well, we don't, you and I do not have to imagine it, Steve, because we get obnoxious Russ sending us pictures all the time of his, his backyard, you know, while he's in shorts and flip flops. Yes. You know, just obnoxiously sends those random pictures. Yeah. You know, with, no, with no caption anymore, Steve. He used to, used to caption this, you know, that thing. In, having a cigar, but I've got a, I've got to move because the sun now is in my eyes and and, yeah. and it's too hot. So I have to go get under that umbrella table or something. Yeah. Why don't you go crawl underneath the car, Russ? Why don't you do that? <laughs> a moving one. <laughs> this is the Suspendables podcast and, and Jimmy and Russ host that and I produce it. And yeah, Russ is not shy to bury us here in our cold cities that we live in and versus the, uh, well, the warmth where he is in California. But he took it to a new level. He sent us a photo of uh, his new backyard. You'd think you'd be able to manage when you have year-round sunshine, a decent swatch of grass back there. But he's got all artificial turf now in his backyard. Yeah, it's called the they, they call them I don't know no maintenance yards or, or desert backyards, Steve, or one yeah. that people do where there's just sand and rocks and uh, cactus bushes and. And whatever, go go piss off. Yeah, okay, exactly. Piss off. It's kind but of I funny that. once or twice, Steve, and then after a while, it's like, okay, piss yeah. off. Yeah, I priced it out when I was in Barhaven and my, I had such a tiny yard. I was like, what do I need to, why do I have to cut this all the time? It's just like, who cares? So I, I actually priced it out. It would be more cost-effective to coat my entire yard in hardwood than it would be to lay down this artificial grass properly. Right. Yeah, it's pricey. It's pricey. I've it seen is. I've seen it done, but it looks fantastic. I had a buddy yeah. of mine uh do the do the golf green, Stevie. But it was about ten thousand bucks. Right. Uh to do a I don't know, I, how big would it be? hundred and fifty square feet, maybe? Okay. Something like that. Ten ten, I guess, you know, 10, I don't know, twelve by twelve, hundred, you know, something like that. Uh not cheap. No not cheap. Not at all. I could see you if you go by Russ's place, just throwing a smoke on it, just yeah. throwing a lit cigarette on it. Yeah, I understand these things are good because it they uh, well, let's test it out because they repel urine. <laughs> let's see. How- <laughs> you can do your lying down trick there. Sure, I can show him a trick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the Sands are back at it tonight, uh, Thursday night. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I found it interesting. Uh, the Sands finally have it going, and uh, 
Their goaltender is Anton Forsberg. He's going to start against Andre Vasilevsky. He's led Tampa Bay to their last two Stanley Cups. And it's uncanny, their December records. Both goalies have identical 5-0 and records. Same goals against average, same save percentage. Give a point, give, give away a point or two. But that's sends one on Saturday afternoon against the Lightning 4 nothing. So they're basically going to run into a hornet's nest here. Tampa's got their A-level goalie, and they're going to have a chip on their shoulder after being blanked by the Sens on Saturday. There's nothing quite like a revenge game. And while the Sens are playing well, this will be, I think, their best test yet. If they've truly turned a corner, James, this would be the kind of test that would prove it one way or the other. Who, who do they, uh, yeah, they had the 4 nothing game, Steve, and then the 8-2. Yep. Yeah, who, who, was that Florida? They waxed 8-2? Yep, the number one team in the NHL right in their barn on uh, Tuesday night. Go, Sens, go, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. But as, as far wow. as home games go, the province has spoken. The Sens, the Leafs, the Raptors can only operate at 50% capacity. And uh, that's discouraging, I got to say, that we're going into restriction mode again. I feel like, Jimmy, when we go back, whenever it was you got your double vaccination, I don't know if I ever saw that on the brochure, that six months later we'd be dealing in restrictions again. We'd be dealing in, oh, you need a third shot again. Who knows when the masks are going to be gone? I find it all very discouraging after we were all double vaccinated and we didn't talk about any of this stuff. I certainly didn't expect we'd be here shutting down Sens games, only allowing 50% in, and that's that's for now. The NHL has almost 70 guys now in the COVID-19 protocol. It's I think it's 10, 12 teams now that have at least one case I find it all very frustrating, to be honest. How about you? Well, I, I, I do, for sure. Frust, frustration is probably an understatement, you know, for a lot of these people, uh, including fans. Um, I, I guess where the, the spot I go to when, I, when you tell me that, when I hear that news today is, uh, and they're all vaccinated, those people, you know, assuming a bunch of them are vaccinated, probably all of them. I think, there's only, um, I think I think only um, Tyler Bertuzzi, I think, is the only guy right now that's not vaccinated in the NHL. Uh, yeah, and and so 70 people who got it are vaccinated. That's yeah. what scares me. That's what scares me. Um, you know, so, so every, everyone was so relieved when they came out with the vaccination, and now it's like, uh, um, I, I, yeah. I don't know what to say. It, sca- it scares me. It scares me. It's all. It frightens me. Gets me really uneasy, anxious. Yeah. Um, of of looking ahead. Okay. Because what what this is telling us, Stevie, is this is just the start, man. This is just the start. And do do they have to find another vaccination? And yeah. and I guess the answer is yes. You know, if they can, but- if if they can keep up with it. All right. Let's move on to something else. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks have settled out of court. In their, well, it was a irresponsible, borderline criminal behavior in their response to the assault of one of their players, Kyle Beach. And we don't have any money figures or anything like that, but hopefully Kyle Beach walks away from this situation now that the lawsuit has been settled. And uh, I don't know, I don't think you can ever have peace from something like that, but hopefully it helps him out and... Uh, helps him over the mental hurdles and and the trauma that he suffered from this thing. Chicago, um, this was their response 
This is a statement that was attributed to owner Rocky Wirtz, his son and team chairman, Danny Wirtz, and Susan Loggins, Beach's lawyer. It's a lot of people talking, by the way, Jim, in one statement. Anyway, Chicago hopes this resolution will bring some measure of peace and closure for Mr. Beach. As for the Chicago Blackhawk organization, we remain steadfast in our commitment to ensure that going forward, this team will be a beacon for professionalism, respect, and integrity in our community. We remain grateful for the trust and support of the team's community, and we promise to continue working every day to earn and maintain that trust. And my feeling on the whole thing is, okay, I suppose uh, it, it's good that you've taken this stance and you've uh, you've made this payment to Kyle Beach, but it you know at the end of the day, it feels like. You only did any of this stuff. You only said any of this stuff because Kyle Beach came forward and went public with the whole thing. This should have been addressed and dealt with a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, well, a couple, a couple of things, Stevie. You, you learn from your mistakes. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was probably nobody thought about that thing, uh, you know, un, un, until Kyle Beach came forward. Uh, it, it's, it's like the old thing. Uh, you know, I, I apologize. I'm really, really sorry for what I did. It's because you got caught. Right. You know, right. And 100%. You hear that all the time. Whereas, yep. and, and to your point. Um, so what, what do you do? You know, what do you do? Well, they, they got to learn from this, right? They got to learn from, it. and I bet they will. And I bet the world is going to learn from it. There's more and more cases and incidents of people coming forward for harassment and abuse. Uh, and, and now the world is looking up going, okay, if this, if, if, if this happened again in Chicago, Steve, I am almost certain. I believe their statement. What they just said, I I would one hundred percent believe they would handle it differently than they did Kyle Beach, which right. is the number one thing. Okay, which is the number one thing, Con, you know, contrition and uh, you know mo- moving forward. We we will never ever ever make that mistake again. Uh, in fact, it may even go further. You know, to make sure they offer you know counseling anonymously for for people and uh, if they if they can't come forward or something I, I i don't know but so i believe them when they say that the other the other thing is uh i i think what people have to understand um when you have a situation like this uh and and, and people weigh in on social media saying that that team should be fined you know they should be fined to the point of bankruptcy they shouldn't be allowed to play. Everyone should be fired. There, there should be criminal charges for all who were involved. There should be criminal charges for those who should have been involved but didn't get stepped forward, you know, to, to protect this this player. Uh, and the, the problem there is, when people go down that road, is they'll never, ever, ever, Steve, be able to make that thing whole, okay, that no matter what they do. No matter what Chicago does, no matter how much money they pay to the guy, no matter what what moral high ground they take now, uh, you know, whatever mandates they're going to put in place uh, for that thing, it will never ever be able to change what happened to Kyle Beach. Right. And so, what can they do? You know, what what can they do? And in fairness to the team, um, I, I think all they can do is what they said they're going to do. You know, at this point, so. Yep. People got to stop thinking, you know, that the penalty has uh, got to get to a point where it's going to, you know, make Kyle Beach happy. Right. 
and make him forget what happened. Well, it can't, it no. can't, and, and you never will. So um, anyway, so, so that's, that's what I think about that, right? You, you, I, I understand you'll never, ever, ever be able to take away the pain that this guy went through. Um, so I think people need, need to understand that. And then what's, what, what should Chicago do? What should they do? Right. And I, I think they're, I think they did what they should be doing today. I think they, 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 they're doing the right things and they sound yeah. like they're going to do the right things. Yeah, I'd agree. And it's, it, it's better late than never for sure. You can't go, you'd love to turn the clock back 10 years and do it differently. And, uh, at least, uh, at least again, better late than never. Better to deal with it than never deal with it. And just to reset the story, Kyle Beach was a player with the Hawks back in 2010, and he was in the minor leagues, and the playoffs were on, and they basically called Kyle Beach up to help out just beyond one of the black aces in case they needed help during the playoffs. So he's traveling with the team, with the team. And apparently, uh, the video coach of the team at the time, Brad Aldrich, uh, threatened the guy uh, apparently, after a night of drinking, uh, if memory serves, uh, this uh, video coach threatened Beach with a souvenir baseball bat before forcibly performing oral sex on him and masturbating on the player's back, allegations he detailed in the lawsuit. And basically, the Hawks as an organization, when when Beach went to them with this information, they ignored it. Whereas with this second case, because Aldrich left the team with a letter of reference from the Hawks who knew all about what happened with Beach, or at least they'd been informed of it, whether they believed it or not at the time, I don't know. Uh, they gave this Aldrich guy a letter of reference, and he went on to another team, and he sexually assaulted a high school student. And it's that guy. In that case, it wasn't a case of ignoring. That was a tale of suppressing information, which in my opinion is a way more serious thing. And so it wouldn't surprise me if this kid gets three or four times what Kyle Beach did because the Hawks really have a, you really point the finger of blame at them on that because they helped Mm -hmm. this guy along with the knowledge that they had. To me, that's pretty heinous. And Aldrich was convicted of, of assaulting this kid in Michigan. That lawsuit is still going and it's kind of separate from this thing, but um, that, that, uh, that kid deserves even more than Kyle Beach. And I hope they got, well, I hope they both got tons from the Hawks. Yeah, the, the the money the the money thing is, um, you know, I I, I understand I understand it, it's it, is it a consolation, uh, you know, for these people I I guess it is you know I I, I guess it is, um, you know I hope I I just hope Steve the, the the issue is if someone comes forward with with an allegation of sexual assault or abuse, um, I just hope that the gut reaction to the organization whoever it might be isn't okay whoa now we better do this because if we don't we're gonna get whacked with a really giant fine and to me i look up then and go well that's not the response here that that should be happening what should be happening is oh my god you you just brought it up steve about john rom it should be oh my god are they okay right what what can we do about this uh so because I've heard a couple of comments going, well, there you go. You know, if you don't do anything about it, you're going to get you're going to get this heavy fine. And, and and to me, that's kind of a weird way to to suggest a deterrent, you know, for for something. But yeah, that's for um, the soulless. That's uh, absolutely yeah. it should be the well being of one of your employees, of your fellow man, 
all of that should be your first instinct. But we all know there's a certain percentage, and a lot of them are wearing suits and making millions of dollars, who they only care about the money factor. And, well, if that's the only way you can get to them to make them do the right thing, that's uh, that's better than the alternative to allow them to just operate unfettered. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. The The first instinct should be to be helpful and to care. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, not everybody has that in their DNA. Urban Meyer would be one of those guys, James. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, their rookie head coach, kind of more famous for his time in college. And uh, he just uh, got fired today in the NFL by the Jaguars. And he uh, he shuffles off with more NCAA titles, like championships nationally, than he had game victories in the NFL. 2-11 and 11 record, but that wasn't the problem. The problem mm-hmm. was Urban Meyer's an asshole. Like, this is a guy that, okay, so this is some of his rap sheet. We talked about Urban Meyer in an episode, I don't know, about two months ago. This guy's out at a bar, got some young woman who's grinding up against him at the bar, and it was all over social media, and the woman, well, was not Urban Meyer's wife. So there's your jumping off point to the right. kind of season he's had. Um, this guy called his coaches. One, scene yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just carried on from there. He called his coaches losers in a big, uh, loud argument. Uh, he had a screaming match with his star receiver, Marvin Jones. His former kicker just went on record this week saying Meyer once kicked him and told him, hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks. And then the pushback from the kicker was, don't ever effing kick me. Meyer's response, I'm the head coach. I can kick anyone I want. Just, and then there's a bunch of other. That sounds like the right reply to that. (laughs) But I I think it's a case of, uh, you know, sometimes you feel badly. For the man, when he anytime there's a there's a firing of a head coach or a GM, you feel badly for the man, for his family. This is a this is just a standard tale of good riddance. There's not a player in that locker room for Jacksonville that is sad to see Urban Meyer gone. Good thing it wasn't worse, you know, when um coming on the heels of this Chicago Blackhawks story, you know, it could could be worse. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah. You know? The the thing that I think about is that. That third, that little thirty-three year span when he was coaching high school to NCAA football, that mm. that that gives me pause for thought. If you're out there in the NFL dealing with really confident professionals in the game of football, and you're treating those people like that, what are you doing when you have all-encompassing power effectively? When you're dealing with teenagers who have no money, who have no confidence who are trying to live the dream and will do whatever it takes to get to the next level. What kind of a jerk was this guy in the 33 years he was dealing with teenaged amateur football players? Yeah. He might have been a he might have been a saint, I don't know, but it certainly gives me pause for thought and concern that this guy had, you know, free reign to guide young minds and and how he might have might have treated any of them and it's we talk about toxic coaching right now bill peters we talked about that a couple of years ago in the nhl i think mm-hmm. about all these ncaa guys like bobby knight would be out there throwing chairs around he i believe he struck one player those are the things that are spotlighted they're in the light what are they what are they up to away from the media and and in the dark hey, yeah i have i've um 
I have a couple of buddies, Stevie, who were on full ride golf scholarships. They're my age now, but but I met them when I came here. They're they're now best friends of mine. And in fact, I ended up working with them. And they went to Denver University. And uh, well, my one buddy Daryl often taught. Marshall Johnson was his head coach. You remember Marshall? He was in Ottawa, of course, right at the Sens. And he made the big charity deal with Yashin. Right. He was the GM, right, uh, Marshall. So anyway, to your point, Daryl always told me, you know, you're, you're, you're at the mercy of, of a head coach uh, in, the, in terms of him sort of guiding you as a young adult, you know, as a young man, and because you're away from home, right? So you're going away at 17, uh, you know, to go to college. You're leaving your family. And, and off you go. And these coaches, like he, he, he always made, made the deal saying that Marshall Johnson, if not for Marshall Johnson, he said, I wouldn't end up being the, the good man that I am today. You know, uh, four years, Stevie, four years, right? From 17 till you're 21, pretty vulnerable years, you know? Um, so when you, when you hear that this guy coached a bunch of college kids, you go, oh no, oh no, you know? Um, because it does make a difference is the point, you know, it it does, you get a crazy coach, uh, and and it it can change your life. You know, it can change your life at at those, you know, influential ages, you know? So, yeah, I I would argue the coaches at the competitive levels of every sport, team sport, especially they hold more power and, um, persuasion over a, over, over a kid athlete than, than their parents do. Um, because they they have the power obviously in in the flow chart of things using a you know a head coach for a, as an example of course they they they're the top of the food chain right they they're mm-hmm. the guy that's running the show they're running the program so that's that power comes comes naturally but there's also the intangible power of these kids you know he holds their future in his hands you know their self-worth is another issue right. um the the coach can take care of that uh, you know, good or bad. And then again, the dream is always there for these guys. This guy with just, you know, the stroke of a pencil can just say, okay, you're out. I don't like you. I don't like your attitude. Right. So the power that these guys wield is unbelievable. And it's why, and I don't want to put Urban Meyer or anybody I've talked about at this stage in this particular category, but it's why you have the Graham James stories of the world, unfortunately, because these guys have such power and uh, and they wield it so inappropriately. Right, right. Yeah, so Meyer is what, is what becomes, uh, you know, a, a big problem now when you think about that and then you hear his history, his coaching history. Yeah. That, that all those college kids you hope are okay. And, or, or that he wasn't, you know, maniacal with them. Um, so... And what yeah. really complicates it is his winning record being so good. Ugly stuff. I hate the ugly stuff. We need more fun on yeah. this show, for God's sakes. Yeah, damn. Uh, we got a fun story coming up about the Buffalo Bills. They got kind of a funny way to express their displeasure about the officiating on Monday night. And that's coming up after these words, along with final thoughts. What a year it has been. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks on behalf of All Insurance Ontario to all the listeners for their support and to Steve and Jim for keeping us entertained every day. And also, I'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season. From All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford. Yep. 
Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick designed to seize the day. This beautiful truck is built Ford tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. And if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year, and he set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. It's a great deal, and he could do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So, James, I'm not sure what to watch tonight, to be honest. we got uh, Sens taking on Tampa Bay, but we've also got a dandy Thursday nighter. I love a good Thursday nighter, and especially this time of year. We're getting so late in the year now, jostling for playoff position, and you've got the Chargers playing host of the Chiefs and two of the NFL's best young passers in Patrick Mahomes and L.A.'s second-year star, Justin Herbert. So it is going to be, I think, uh, well, and these are two of your best offensive teams in the league, so it should be a good old-fashioned shootout. And yes. uh, yeah, love these types of games. I don't know. Are you putting down some, uh, putting down some I shekels might. on some I games might, these I, days? I won the Great Cup. Nice. I bet on the Great Cup and I won. Uh, just a couple of bucks. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I the only the only reason I bet, you know, is I might bet twenty bucks or something, is because I'm at home. Right. That's why. If you don't put any money on the game, just cheer for the Chargers because Josh Gerard from All Insurance Ontario, massive Chargers fan. Oh, is that right? Okay, I'll go with him. Okay, I'll go with him. Love that. Uh, should be a dandy tonight. What What I do see now, Stevie, uh, of interest uh, to me and many others is the wide-open promotion, Steve, sponsoring and commercials on um, betting on sports now. Right. Like not only are there athletes promoting betting sites, um, but but then the leagues are promoting that they have it. I, I forget what I saw yesterday. Um, I, I, I forget. I, I forget what it was. But um, oh, it's know, out there. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, I got to be careful about that, Steve, because we have a sponsor for the curling show, which is a right. betting sports interaction. So. Uh, Wait for the fucking addiction level to go way up. Yeah, it is interesting to me. It's something to monitor for sure because it's like nothing we've ever seen. And we've always known that professional leagues are so sensitive to that. You go back to gambling scandals of Pete Rose and the Black Sox. And uh, just it's a it's a case of you got to be really careful how in bed you are. There's money to be made. But as I've always said, if you ever have a gambling issue that gets to the point where you're worried about fixing outcomes of games. And that's, yes, that's the, the dastardly next step on this thing. Then all is lost. I mean, you, yeah. you, you could lose your entire customer base. If fans stop trusting the reliability of outcomes. Well, they, you know, the, the 50 fifties, right? Remember they, they exploded 50 fifties been around a long time. The biggest ones hands down. Hands down, are are in Edmonton. They're yeah. nuts. They're 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 killing it. They always were. It happened when the World Juniors were here. I don't know. 
how many years ago, um, and they're they're going to be here this year again. But it was kind of the first hundred thousand dollar pot, you know. And I went to Sens games, and it was like thirteen grand was going to be your share. Uh, it's not uncommon here, Stevie, on game nights that 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 fifty fifty goes to a million dollars now. Whew. Uh, you know, and you're half, you're, you, you get half, man. Um, so they look at that and go, wow, hockey fans love gambling. <laughs> you know, so smart. this just in, but yeah. Uh, so I heard on the sends on the Oilers post game show, uh, or, or in between periods uh, analysis is Rob Brown's the guy who does it here, the former Pittsburgh penguin. And, uh, they, often they end up talking about the odds of who's going to score first goal or the how's the over under doing. So it'll, when you bring up Thursday night football, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how this thing carries out because it only get, it'll only get bigger. I think. Oh yeah. With the betting, you know, so well, your pal Wayne Gretzky's got a, I'm sure a seven figure endorsement deal with, uh, MGM, some kind of yeah. online gambling. There you go. MGM. Yeah. Uh, we'll close it out today with a funny story about the Buffalo Bills fan base, which is known, of course, as the Bills Mafia. Of course, they're famous for their tailgating and jumping off of high perches onto folding tables. I'm not sure I see the charm in that, but okay. Yep. But what they also do is, is they are famous for a lot of amusing things that they do um, away from the game. And this week, they've donated $40,000 to a visually impaired charity, and they've done so in honor of the F- NFL referees following the way they behaved at the end of the Tampa Bay game the other night. There was a couple of really bad calls. On the one hand, they should have had an interference call against Tampa Bay late in the game that would have put Buffalo in the dying seconds, like about 15 seconds left to go, um, would have put them on the one-yard line with a chance to win the game there. And then Tampa Bay roars upfield, and I don't know, they had about a 40-yard play that was uh, an interference call against Buffalo where clearly the Tampa Bay receiver was reaching back and basically pulling down the Buffalo defender. And even the right. NFL referees came forward and said, yeah, we blew that one. So the Bills Mafia strikes again and made it very clear they're not very happy with the officiating and finding a fun way to raise some money at the same time. That's brilliant. Really That's brilliant, yeah. I, I can see this opening up a... Beautiful can of worms, Stevie, where, where, you know, uh, guys are going to come up with, you know, certain ideas, uh, to, to sort of give a backhanded way of, of chopping someone, you know, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think offhand what, what, what you might do, you know, uh, you know, maybe, maybe don't, I don't know, maybe when you want to rip a guy, Stevie, uh, during a hockey game, cause he's no good or he can't skate or something that you're going to donate money to hockey schools all around the world to help him. Right. Right. So I, I, there could be some really funny shit that comes out of this. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. I'll, I'll wait. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant on their part. Love that. Love yeah. It. All right. We'll call it quits right there. Good yeah. show today. Yeah, and You got the wrong yeah, number. Sure. This is nine, one, two. Uh, yeah. We'll take our leave. Don't forget our website is stevewproject.com. You'll find out about us there. You'll find out about the show and its background, a funny video of Jimmy not being able to operate a computer properly, and yeah. uh, and much more. <laughs> and our Patreon memberships as well. If you want to uh, jump in on that, it's uh, you can be a member of the program for less than it costs for a cup of coffee in some cases. James, any final thoughts today? 
That's cheap, man. That's cheap. Uh, Stevie, you know, you gave me shit the other day about the gifts that I'm going to uh, give my children for Christmas. Yeah, a very joyless were, Christmas you know, at the Jerome house. Joyless, you're saying, you're, uh, how can you expect me to, even to say thank you? Because I've, <laughs> I've wrapped up socks uh, and underwear for all my kids, Steve. Right. Well, the boys, the boys have, not my daughter. Uh, and then you hurt my feelings. I thought, yeah, yeah. I got a little sensitive, so. Sorry. Anyway, so what I did was uh, uh, I went out yesterday. I said, okay, maybe Steve has a point, you know. Uh, and I bought them both a belt and some T-shirts. Oh, wow. All right. So Christmas is saved. Huh, finally, now, you know, how that's, <laughs> poof, poof. They may yeah. be, uh, you know, it may take them a moment, Stevie. I don't want to make my kids cry, Steve, with, no. with the thoughtfulness. All right. I don't want to make them cry. But you said, you know, the socks and underwear are not good. So whammo, boom, whammo, yeah. boom, T-shirts, boom. Next level. Yeah, one of those cloth ones where they have the two little rings on them where you put the, you feed it through and then feed it back through the ring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a Navy yeah. belt. Yeah. I foresee the thank you will be just a little less monotone than it would have been otherwise. Yeah, so, I know you do. You know, you know I'm onto it now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Button. Yeah. Oh, hang on, my heart. <laughs> Ooh, just shove that back. All right, Santa Jerome. Okay, yeah. you told me what to do when I went to. Yeah. Shirts. Okay. Just stick with the lump of coal and be done with it. <laughs> okay, we'll talk <laughs> to you next time. Later. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.